Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin, one of your hosts. And I'm James, one of your other hosts. On this podcast, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. You know what wasn't designed to last forever, James? What, Colin? <laughs> Bucky Barnes. And <laughs> that's what we're here to talk no. about with our guest, Tay. Tay, welcome back. That's how, that's what, that's Thanks how we're for being starting willing this. To come back. <laughs> this is the energy we're bringing to this episode right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. You because it, we're an unstoppable train, Tay. You can't. I don't like, think we made you cry in the first one, so all three crying sessions have to happen right now. <laughs> so, I think there were angry tears about the ending. I think there was that's like... That's true, yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Are there several... Do I have to cry three separate... Like, start and stop crying start, three separate right. times? <laughs> got like it, got all it. that's done. <laughs> and then, I like the... <laughs> like that little fluttering lip. It's like, okay, I've got it under control. Um, and two. We don't, we don't. And we're crying again. Um, no, thank you for having me back. This is extremely fun. I <laughs> love these boys. You know, I love these boys. Yay. Happy to talk about them anytime. We did it. Thank you. Yeah. I finally I'm, got oh, her to say, oh, let's hang up now. She means. Oh, Steve. yeah. I did oh. mean Stephen Bucky. Um, oh. This is awkward. Maybe I should Yikes. go. Well, I guess I, I have should a question. Colin, I have a real quick question oh, yeah. for you. A quick hostion to hostion. Yeah. Was that a bit or actual confusion? Because <laughs> mine was actual confusion. And I oh, was really no, mine was a bit. Was I. A, I went mm. for the bit. No, mm-hmm. I hate you guys. Yeah, see, cool. that, that's what I figured, yeah. This energy um, rule. After, yeah, after the jokes we made in the last one, I'm not surprised by this response. Yeah, you're lucky um, I'm I mean, still I don't here. Think, listen, <laughs> you're not wrong. Right. All right. Um, you're but, out of line, but you are correct. <laughs> right. Exactly. Wait, we're not there yet. So, uh, but where we are is Captain America... The first Avenger at one hour, 29 minutes and 25 seconds and ending at one hour, 31 minutes and nine seconds. Mm. I do want to point out that uh, just like the train we uh, saw recently, the bar also has a giant hole in it. Yep. And mm. where Bucky Barnes stepped out, shall we say, oh. Peggy Carter steps in. Honestly, uh, they say when God beautiful. blows a friend out the train, <laughs> he often brings he, in another he opens friend. He brings the a girlfriend in the window. Yeah, yeah. you know that, that old very chestnut common phrase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds better I, in its original, its native right. language. <laughs> the British saying this Brooklyn like, accent. Yeah. Hey, you know. <laughs> hey, you know when God sends your friend out a train. <laughs> Sometimes life gives Sometimes you a shock. He, Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. When like you step Coney off Island. the Coney Island cyclone. Um, but okay, for real though, here's, here is what I wrote. Peggy Carter steps into the ruins of the whip and fiddle and lets out a deep sigh. She hears a radio in the back room and steps into the next room where she sees Steve in his military uniform sitting at the table that he once assembled the howling commandos at. He quickly hides his tears as she approaches and he reaches for the bottle of booze in front of him. Dr. Erskine said that the serum wouldn't just affect my muscles, it would affect my cells. Create a protective system of regeneration and healing, which means I can't get drunk. There is a pause, and Steve says, Did you know that? Most likely knowing that she did know all of that and more, which she then proves when she says, Your metabolism burns four times uh, faster than the average person. He thought it could be one of the side effects, yes. She cautiously picks up a fallen chair and sits with him. Steve doesn't make a sound, but his face says it all. 
and so she tells him it wasn't your fault. He asks if she read the report. She says yes, and he says, then you know that's not true. She reassures him that he did everything that he could, and it doesn't get through to him, so she asks if he believed in and respected Bucky. This is the first time where he actually looks at her. She then tells him, stop blaming yourself. Allow Barnes the dignity of his choice. He damn well must have thought you were worth it. Rogers, uh, Rogers says he's going after Schmidt and that he won't stop until all of Hydra is dead or captured. Peggy says, you won't be alone. And he looks up to meet her eyes in a different way. That is all that happens in this scene. I have just like a little bit of information, but like we don't have to get into it immediately because I would like to hear about <laughs> Tay's uh, sadness tears. Sadness, you hear about my sadness. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I had a question. This bar is the bar that they're in earlier in the movie? Mm-hmm. It's just destroyed? Why did it's it get destroyed? destroyed? I have no memory of this. Because <laughs> there's bombings. Uh, oh, got in, it. That's the, they're in, in London, right? So London Blitz. Right, they're in London. Got it. Got it. Okay. You can cut so that. So they would like black out stuff why. at night, but yeah. Got it, got it, got well, it. Well, during the montage where they were out kicking Hydra ass, if we'd cut back to London, it would not have been a, a, not cute, as fun. a, a super yeah. happy montage. scene. Mm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Montage. So... Peggy, you take my base, I take yours. <laughs> Peggy knew where to find him. That's the first mm-hmm. thing I want to talk about because they have obviously not been working together that long and there is all this tension, but she mm. knew exactly where he would be. And, you know, it's possible that like somebody told him, but like we don't see any of that, right? We just see her walking into this abandoned bar and finding him. Um, the part where he's explaining that he can't get drunk Right, he stops at which means, and then we get a wide shot of like previously it had been like a close up of him and the booze and like her doing the chair and all the stuff. And he says, which means, and then we get a wide shot of like all the wreckage. I can't get drunk. And I'm mm. like, oh, this is sh- a visual representation of all of his pain. Everything is mm-hmm. shattered, everything's destroyed. He's trying to numb the pain in the only way that he can think to do it. And he can't even do that. Right. This is a broken boy. And I just want to scoop him up and t- take care of him. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I'm actually going to cry if I talk too much. <laughs> no, no, go for it. Go for it. I'm, I'm counting this as number one. So go ahead. Um, so then for Peggy to sit with him in this very broken space, in his incredibly broken state, and say your friend believed in you and he knew the risks going into this situation it's a war she didn't say all this but this is all that she was saying right Mm -hmm. it's a war he knew what he was getting into and he thought you were worth it so make it worth it just oh it's so good it's such good writing and i love it so much because like yeah. at this point we do believe that Bucky's dead forever. We don't know that he's right. not dead forever. And so for her to be this earnest with him in this like very soft moment where he's like, "Did you know I couldn't get drunk?" She's like, "Potentially." Yep. <laughs> do you, you? And for him to admit like he thinks it's his fault, and she's like, "It's not your fault." I read the report. It's not your fault. Like. All of these small things she is doing to show that she cares for him and that she is there for him 
and just like letting him be so for him to be so vulnerable and so honest in this moment it's just it's really it's really well done and everybody is doing a very good job in this scene they're all doing a very good job yeah very good job it's it's a it's interesting that it looking at it as part of continuing to um have him grow as a a leader and like a you know a you know a cat i mean i don't know how to say this in a non-cheesy sounding way but like you know to grow into Captain America, one of the things you have to deal with is sometimes you're going to ask people that you care about to do things that are dangerous. Yeah. And you have to understand that they want to be there doing it. And even if something bad happens to them, you hope it doesn't. But even if something bad happens to them you have and you feel guilty, you're going to have to learn how to keep going. And I think that it's interesting because think about this lesson if it was Tommy Lee Jones giving it. Mm. Like the lesson's the same. The uh, person giving it has more, maybe more experience with the actual ins and outs of I've sent men to die before. Sure. But like, it's such a different scene just tone wise that it's weird to, like, it's interesting that she's the one giving him this lesson about how to be sort of a commanding presence. Yeah. Um, and also, like, you know, a sensitive person that feels their feelings which is you know we could probably have used more of in 1944 oh certainly especially right. for men yeah, yeah for sure to show a man just like outwardly crying about yeah for his sure friend. and the other thing too this is he uh, he already thought he lost bucky once right and mm-hmm. he got him back and then he lost him again in a way that felt like it was his responsibility right and that's just right. like well, like he, he has to be now going back and being like, if I hadn't pushed so hard to get over here, if I hadn't, you know, X, Y, and like yeah. just questioning everything. Yeah. He was asking himself, what if? What if? Right. Um, oh, hold on, let's get that in harmony. Uh, no, sure. <laughs> okay. um, you hit the C, I'll hit the E. Here we go. Ready? Three, Great. Two. I don't know okay. what sounds to say. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say for what if, and you started saying the other thoughts though. Um, yeah. um, it makes the the um, Erskine uh, schnapps thing more hilarious. That it was like right. I didn't let you get have alcohol on the very last night that you could have been affected by this alcohol. Oh yeah. Anyways, screw you. I drank it all. And I'm not telling you that that might happen. <laughs> Right. At that weight, that little amount of schnapps, I think, would have killed Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. He was like, like 80 pounds. <laughs> it's like an emergency died. administration of the super soldier. We have to give this to him to yeah. save his life. His, <laughs> he drinks He's going like, into shock. He drinks like this much alcohol, and he blows a .85. They're like, you should be dead. You're going to die it's that, right uh, now. Yeah. Doc Brown in Back to the Future 3, when they're like, he drinks one and falls over, passes out, and they're like, geez, how many do you have? That was his first one because mm-hmm. he cannot handle his liquor. Right. It's very funny. Yeah. Back to the Future 3. Back to the Future 3, a movie I've never seen. Mm. Um, <laughs> have you no. seen what? Have you seen Back to the Future 1? Parts of it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I can deal with that. Yeah. I know the like important beats, you know? Sure. 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 Yeah. Just to be really quick, sad for one more second. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Be sad as long as you want to. <laughs> no, because uh, I don't like crying in front of people, guys. Stop trying to make me cry. Hey, uh, you, off the camera. you <laughs> should feel your feelings. You need to. 
Yeah. We wanted to be here. Don't we worry. Made our, let us live in our choice. We'll be the Peggy to your Steve. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, the other thing that I think is really brutal. Um, oh, fuck. What was it? Oh, there's like, there was two things I was going to say and I lost both of them. No. Lost your train of thought? I did. No, it's no. gone. Hold on. Let me scrub through this scene really quick. Feel free to well, like make another let me one. Say, let me say the one other note I had, yes, which was sure. this bar i would be interested to know and maybe i'm geographically in an entirely wrong place doesn't this remind you of the bar that mysterio is at in far from home yes yeah because it was like, like 80 like percent clears destroyed. the thing yeah. and it's like hang on all, are they in where are they they're in venice are they in venice they're in point? they're in italy somewhere okay hang on hang on i said which also out. happened in europe because i'm american <laughs> and basically that's britain Italy, whatever. Yeah. Not America. Okay, hang on one second. Far from home. Um, they're in Venice, though, right? That's when they yeah, go to the bar. There, there's the canals yeah. and stuff. I think they're still in Venice when all that's happening. Because he saves, he saves him. Oh no, from... wait, that's in Prague, isn't it? Do they go to Prague in that movie? Because Prague is the last step that they go to, or the last place they go to, where he goes to give her the, um, the necklace and right. stuff like that. And that's where they are at the. Is it is it not Prague where they go to the opera house and stuff like that while he's out fighting? Afterwards, and that's why they, they do go the opera house. Yeah, but then the is that the place where they have the debrief after it happens, and then he gives them the glasses. That's in Prague. I think so because there's no there's nothing. Yeah, because right after they would have left Venice. Right already. after that, he's like, "Oh, I made a mistake." Yeah, because he had just given him the. Here's glasses. something interesting though. So I. I, I'm I'm looking it up now. I cannot find out where like where they were for that scene. Mm. And that you know what, while we're while we're gathering our thoughts, let me go ahead and give you my other um piece of notes. Uh because like the the reason why I was able to try and find it here is because I have this information here, which is um that uh there were two things that I tried to find out for this scene. One of which was I tried very hard to see if I could figure out what the hell he was drinking, mm-hmm. um, but there was, was just wondering. not enough context clues. Um, it's I mean, I imagine it's dark? probably whiskey. Yeah, my guess was also know? whiskey. But I was trying to see if I could figure out like what brand it was and some of that just to see if I could figure it out. But there's there was nothing to go off of. Um, they they actually do a very good job of not really showing the label that much, at least close up. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but what I did find out is that the bar of Whip and Fiddle, which is the name of the the location that they're at, um, you know this pub in London during World War II that was a favorite of Allied soldiers, according to the MCU wiki. Uh, these are uh, these scenes were filmed in a place called Crocker's Folly, uh, which is something that I found out due to MCULocationScout.com. <laughs> Um, which is pretty great. Like they have like, they, they try and find every single spot that you can go to. Like, for example, since we did mention, uh, the bar that they're at in far from home, you can actually find out what's that. It is in Prague. I just went on the MCU wiki. Um, you can, you you can find the glass shop. (laughs) Um, they, they find the exact spot and there's like a Google maps, like pin drop as well. Um, like, and it's, a, it's an actual soil. glass shop near the Rialto Bridge uh, situated on the northern edge of Venice. So, like, you can actually go out there and uh-huh. buy an actual, Black you know, Dahlia. piece of glassware and stuff like that. So, like, I feel like that's a really cool thing that's very that cool. there is someone who is just, like, a master of, like, finding out 
um, all these things, especially when they go, well, this is clearly just an establishing shot. We yeah. never actually go inside, but like, I think that's kind of a cool thing too. Yeah. They, that they, um, tell you distinctly where everything is. I think that's kind of a fun little aspect of this uh, website. So check them out too. Has this given you any thought as to the things that you're going to cry? I mean, uh, say, <laughs> um, I think the, the main last thing that I want to bring up is again, Steve is, feeling very um sad in this moment and bucky is truly the, the that's like more or less the last family he has left right right and he lost he lost him again so he's like more or less kind of double mourned him at this point um and for peggy to then come in and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna do this thing um, I'm not going to stop until, you know, all these people are dead or captured. And for her to be like, you're not going to be alone. Is, yeah. It's like, mm. it's like you, wow. you, yeah. you are not alone in this. Like you have people there. Here I am for here you. with you. I am here right. with yeah. you. Um, Cause he looks at her in a totally different way than he has. I mean, he only looks at her twice in this entire yeah. scene Yeah. because for the majority of it, he refuses to look at her. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think it's, I mean, a little bit of it is like not wanting to show the pain, Emotions, yeah. mm. but I also think it's that thing of like, you know how when you're feeling something so intensely that you're like, don't look at me right yeah, now because yeah. you know that if oh, you do make yeah. eye contact, it's just gonna make you lose it. And so he's like very much like avoiding that. But well, like the only time he looks at her before that, sorry, James, I'll give yeah. you a second in, in a moment. But like when she says the thing of like, did you like respect, Did you respect him? him? Yeah. Right. He looks at her with like shock yeah and like almost like how how could you even ask that of course i did yeah yeah you know and but then, then when she's she like, says then the other thing let him have his dignity he made that right. choice because he also respected you right yeah the the amount of it's a such a brief moment that he we see him look back up at her but there is like a bit like you can see like the the frustration and anger that mm -hmm. and like sadness that he has kind mm -hmm. of washes away just a little bit yeah. As he's sort of reassured by this person that he very clearly, uh, very clearly cares about. Yeah. Yeah. They are doing good jobs. They are doing good work <laughs> with their Absolutely. faces and their acting. Yes. I sometimes I, I point out things that I that I know that I noticed emotionally that is not people didn't also see and it speaks to my own place, but one of the things that I think that maybe why he wouldn't have looked up at her is if he's feeling guilty mm. and he's sort of living in that guilt, looking up at the person that he like likes, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who he, he enjoys looking at her in like a non-creepy way. Say it in a different way that I didn't say. Yeah. Like <laughs> it brings him happiness to look at her and he doesn't feel like he deserves that happiness right, right now. So he's right, not going right. to look at her as a sort of self-flagellation thing too, mm. where it's like, if I look up at her, I'm going to feel happier or smile or whatever. And I don't deserve that. I'm going to feel better. And I don't deserve yeah, that. And I don't deserve to feel better right now. Yeah. And to lean on something that Tay had said about the fact that like, so the spot in which like basically for a moment, he really felt like everything was kind of coming together for him, which mm. was building that team and, uh, you know, convincing these folks. And the last time that they were there, you know, he's convincing all these people and they're like, I'll follow Captain America. But uh, Barnes is like, I'm not going to follow Captain America. But Honestly. the kid from Brooklyn who never gives up, like, that's the kid I'm going to follow. Right. right. Oh. And so he goes back to that spot and there's nobody left. It's destroyed. 
just like you said, it's in ruins like he is inside. Mm-hmm. What is fascinating is the fact that there are, when you're looking at this entire space, he's at a table and he's sitting by himself. However, there's only one chair in the whole place that seemingly is still intact. And she's able to pick that up and like join him and sit at that table. So like, right. even though he kind of like doesn't, there's that little bit of him that's like, no, I don't want to be around other people. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want, like, I don't want to see people because of this guilt. Mm. He does still kind of have like visually this moment mm-hmm. of like allowing someone to come in and be there yeah. for him and like be there for him and allow yeah. that, that space as well. This is where the, the, you know, affection and feelings that they have for each other turns from flirting with a guy at work to this is an actual real thing because Mm. she's there with him in a time when he could lash out at her. He could like convert this into an angry outburst and whatever. Yeah. She is sitting with him in a time of, of darkness. And that's when the real, that's when it's actually like a real thing instead of just the like, He's Captain America. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's also like a very interesting bit of like characterization for her as well, right? Because she is clearly brilliant, mm-hmm. right? And all these things, like he's explaining to her what Project Rebirth did to him. She knew all those things. Right. Yeah. But like you can see a moment where like he's talking about the thing and she has this like shift on her face, but it's not like the ugh, another man explaining, like, things to me that I already know. Yeah. Right? It's more of, like, she sits there kind of knowingly saying, like, to herself, like, yes, I know that, and I could explain it, but, like, that's not going to help him. Like, what? Like he's really yeah. just venting. Mm-hmm. So I'm going, like, normally I feel like she would be, like, to other people, especially because they wouldn't be doing it right in, like, a in a, in a softer way, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Sure. Um. Because like he's doing it in this way that's not meaning to be a a, a mansplaining. I wouldn't situation. even right. say that he's he's mansplaining. I think he's just it, he's kind of explaining where he is in this moment, right? Because yeah. right, obviously right. she sees oh, that. Sorry, that that's what I meant. I yeah, meant yeah. more of like I think if it was someone else, like just explain this, like that's what. But like in that moment, it's not that. Whereas I feel like you know, because I feel like if someone were to explain to her how this thing works, I feel like normally she's the kind of person that's like, uh, yeah, she's no, gonna clap. Back. I'm smart. She's I don't, a bad yeah. bitch. Exactly. But instead, <laughs> she's like, this is different. This yeah. is not what's happening. And she, yeah. you know, she recognizes that moment, which is why she says nothing until he physically, like, invites her into the conversation mm-hmm. with the, did you know that? Yeah. And then she speaks, you know? And, like, there's something yeah. really, like, gentle and caring about the mm-hmm. way she just lets him get it all out before she does anything. Mm-hmm. The Yeah, the information that he's, that she under, that she knows is, like... He's not even, that's not even what he's saying. Like, he's not like, Mm -hmm. this is a thing. Did you know that? He's like, I'm discovering this. Right now, yeah. Mm -hmm. And were you aware of it? I'm clawing my way through information, and what I want is to get drunk, and what I can't do is get (laughs) get drunk. And I also also feel like it's an explainer for her. Like, Mm -hmm. he's sitting alone in a bar with a drink, and, like, obviously she knows what has happened, but, you know... If if he didn't know right off the jump that he couldn't get drunk anymore post the right. the serum, he's sitting there trying to like numb his feelings, which he shouldn't do, folks. Let me just say, mm-hmm. um, 
And so when she walks up and and is and he's like, this is this is essentially like this is what I'm trying to do and I can't do it. Did you know that that right. was a thing? And James. It's an- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's another thing that having the super soldier serum is out of his control. Yeah. Right. He can't get dr- he can't even get drunk. He couldn't save Bucky. He can't get drunk. It's like he can't even do that, right? He yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Man. exactly. James, oh, I, wow. I have a question for you that is part of like the what a novelization or what what a, oh, oh God, yeah. I always butcher this part. What a novelization but, idea? Thank you. Um, so within this context, at any point in the novelization of this, though, have they talked about Roger's father at all? Mm. Um, that you talk can amongst yourselves. I need to recheck this out. Okay. okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll explain why I'm asking this, right? Because Please hold. What? Not? Gun. Oh, something. It's always been like, oh. check out now. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Mm. So the one of the big things, uh, well, not big things, but like something that is evident within the comic books, right, for Steve Rogers and like his family, is that his father was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And so Steve was like, never the kind of person to touch the drink because he was afraid that he too would abuse it. And it's one of those things where like, I also feel like not only is he like upset because he can't even get drunk, but also it's that like he stares at that bottle a lot. Yeah. And I think it's because he's like, you know, I think there's also a little bit of that. Like, I know what this could do to me, but like, I also know now that it can't do that to me. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like there's all these different things that could be coming into play here with alcohol because it's like this thing that he's feared for so long, he was willing to kind of give into it because of his friend. Right. And then he's still like, he can't even, you know, it's like, it's it's a whole mess. It's also interesting. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say he has all these, like he gets his ass kicked and thinking about coming from like an alcoholic father, he probably processes some pain through getting his ass kicked mm. and he avoids drinking because like that's what he maybe he saw his dad do or whatever and now it's really hard for him to get his ass kicked and get drunk so he's like what do i even well how you know how on earth do, how I, do I process, process this? this and peggy's like what if you felt the feelings <laughs> i mean i don't know have you call me crazy <laughs> she's like you know they they do have therapy options in the in the military. It's like <laughs> it is still 1945. I am I'm fine. I'm fine. Focus. It'll be fine. I'm gonna punch Focus. my way through it. Um, yeah. The other interesting thing I I thought about just now when um, Colin was talking about uh, you know uh, yeah. he is still pouring a drink in the moment when he's talking about the fact that he can't get drunk. Like he's yep. still trying, it's which I find. Like, sadly beautiful, um, because it's like, I just want to have this moment. I'm going to keep pouring. Like, he's obviously drunk a lot of the bottle already, right? realizing right. that it's not and working. And probably other bottles that we haven't even seen. Right. Uh, and he's still I, drinking it, hoping that maybe the next one. Maybe this is the one. Will be the one to bring him home. Yeah. Um, that was a quantum leap reference. Um, uh, that reminds me of X-Men 3, The Last Stand. So let's bring that back for a sec. Uh, oh similarly, I was thinking about how Wolverine smokes a like smokes a cigar, and his he has a healing factor, so that does right. nothing. Yeah, it's literally not doing like I mean it probably is good for nicotine addiction sort of stuff, but like the like 
damaging thing that the Internally. that the smoke can do right. is it's it almost reduces it to a habit mm-hmm. which is right. sort of the same as the motion of i'm drinking these drinks that aren't doing Affecting anything me, yeah because he does the same thing with drinking as well logan like right. he right. definitely drinks because like he knows that like this is what it's the effect it's supposed to have right but he never does because he also has regenerative regenerative wow yeah regenerative healing factor which and then you have jessica jones who also drinks heavily because she has to drink way more right because of her superhuman nature and then you get and then of course if we're on jessica jones season one that means that we are in a (laughs) post-traumatic stress disorder sort of area which is all appropriate for everything that we're talking about like you can't you're physically too strong to be affected like alcohol by alcohol like anyone else so how do you deal with pain? Right. Right. And, and like, trauma. Because, like, Oof. think of how much, I mean, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but, like, think of how much it took to get Thor drunk. Yeah. Right? Like, when Thor decides to get drunk, he either has to drink as Guardian, you know, like, like mead which is like heftier um whatever that stuff was in the in the vial or like the the flask that he brings to um the party in avengers 2 right oh yeah that he's he's like spiking people's drinks stan lee drunk on right well because it's like it's just him and cap kind of sipping on it Mm -hmm. but like they're clearly still fine he's like i stormed the beaches come on (laughs) give it to me and then he's like Excelsior. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's getting carted off, you know, like, and I, I think that that shit's pretty funny, but like, you know, it's that thing of like the two of them are like, you know, even on this regard and like mm. it takes so much to get them past this point. Yeah. And even and with Cap, you know, I don't think we've ever seen him be remotely even anything. No. Probably for right. all of these reasons we've already discussed, yeah. but like he's he he'll still like sip this stuff with thor because he's like i know it doesn't affect me but it's kind of just a social thing at this point Mm -hmm. um but in this moment it's like a desperate it's desperate it's absolutely absolutely anyway we should uh actually throw the kid in the river i think Mm. yeah let's do um (laughs) hey tay hey what what would you like would you like to go ahead and recommend what (laughs) <laughs> we're doing it we're doing this it. is what i'm talking What's about yeah, i yeah, yeah. am tired and Me so too. now i'm same it's late my brain's gone sure here we go tay hey tay so we're gonna wrap things up but before we go would you like to do a recommendation of your own podcast oh of, hey would you like to do uh, tell us about your own podcast and uh give us sort of like a meta recommendation of the own your own thing that you do yeah um i have a podcast with my friend sid it's called the lost years a retrospective fan cast and we are recapping every episode of boy meets world one at a time and i will say that the cast of boy meets world stole our idea i'm just kidding recap podcasts but are they did not they original did. <laughs> They did start theirs a year and a half after we started ours and after we met all of them at PodCon and said, hey, we have a podcast where we talk about the show. So you tell me, listeners. I definitely think, I can I be honest with you? I really genuinely thought like at, that the fact that they announced it and everything after you'd met them, I genuinely was like, ooh. Yeah. Because when the Office Girls did that, they made the announcement way before the podcast came out. Sure. Lady, ladies, let's not. The office, it's ladies. Office Ladies. Yeah, that's true. 
Oh, sorry. Um, no, it's girls. That's just not oh, okay. Um, no, but yeah, that, that's our podcast. It's Boy Meets World. Uh, so if you like nostalgia, if you like the 90s, if you like Boy Meets World, come hang out with us. It's very cool. We, we post every Tuesday. The original. The original. <laughs> right. Yeah, you got, that's right. You got to put like the real uh, at the beginning of it. Um, <laughs> I have a question about, about uh, long-term podcasting goals for you. Yeah. When you are done with all 17... Seven. Oh my seven. God! If there were seventeen, Christ alive! No. Yes. I have to get a mortgage now, <laughs> Mister Feeney. Literally. Um, seventies is the world. Yes. Um, are you gonna do another nineties thing, or are you gonna do Girl Meets World? We're doing Girl Meets World immediately after because Great. we have okay. to, of course. Um, my daughter and... would like to be a guest on it. I'm joking, but she does love that show. Oh, I love Girl Meets World. It's it's really. I think it's a really well done spinoff. Yeah. I guess. Um, Agreed. So yeah, we're doing Girl Meets World immediately after. Uh, so that'll be ten full seasons of television that we are recapping. Big big chunk of time. But after yeah. that, because of the way that we've designed like the title of the show, because it's called The Lost Years, it's not tied specifically to Boy Meets World. So we could do other stuff. Brilliant. Um yeah. we haven't talked about it too deeply. We've thrown out some some ideas of like things we might like. We're like, oh, what if we did Avatar? What if we did H2O? What if we did like this thing? There's like a lot of different, obviously, there's a million H2O the Halloween movie? No, H2O Just Add Water, the mermaid TV show. <laughs> James. James just sat back dramatically. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it feels more, I, it makes more sense to me in the clumping up of the things that you sure. might cover yeah. rather than one, I mean, the best Halloween movie, but like not in the, you know. So yes, the Just Add Water Mermaid movie. <laughs> the TV mermaid show. TV Got show. It. Yeah, TV show. Yeah. 17 um, seasons of... 17 what? seasons of that. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... I'm, I don't know why I'm saying Interesting. words so many times. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the show. Cool. You can come check us out yeah, over there. go check it out. Um, we also have... I'm just going to double plug myself. Do why it. Why not? Uh, we also have a show with Colin and Az um, and Dan called It Jams for Thee. It's about Space Jam. It's same a similar concept of me and since recap. We're recapping Space Jam, but one once a year, only once. So, on Michael Jordan's birthday every year, you will hear us talking about Space Jam. So if you want to check that out, what day is this episode air? Uh, I don't know. Damn it! Too late. You would have also just heard a jams for thee recently on the Snip Showcase. So hell yeah! Yeah. Um, Are you guys gonna play NBA Jam? I actually don't know what the plan is for snips. I'm like, tell me what time and where. Are I you? Got, I'm freaking out too because I'm like, I it's coming up and I have no. Yeah, I, I simply have don't. Know. Actually, somebody tell you me. You are to the do. you are the only person like that. The um, Frankenstein's jukebox is the only thing that is actually squared away on what we're doing. So God bless. Um, not you, Colin. Tay. <laughs> yeah. Tay, thank you so much for joining us on. Uh, thank you for having me. These episodes and the prior episodes. This is going to be the last that we talk to you with Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, devastating um, for me to find out this way. <laughs> this will be yeah. the time that I cry for real. Oh, oh no. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you could if you wanted. To. <laughs> All right, but no, uh, but thank we, you so much. It's an absolute. We blast. would love to have you on future uh, episodes if you would be willing. Please, to anytime. You. Great. Any, just any, time. any, any time. Um, what have I Thank gotten you. myself into? No. Yeah, no, it'll be great. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be awesome. 
Uh, thank you so much for joining us, uh, listeners, as well. And uh, as always, I am James. Let me I'm say that Colin. so it doesn't sound like I've just yeah. edited an audacity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, I am James. I am Colin. I'm Tay. Excelsior! Are you a fan of Boy Meets World? Do you enjoy rewatch podcasts? Well, then you should check out The Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast hosted by me, Tay. And me, Sid. It's my favorite show of all time. And I've never seen it. Each week, we're recapping a new episode of Boy Meets World, sharing bits of nostalgia and learning a wholesome lesson. Join us on our rewatch journey, won't you? School's in session every Tuesday, wherever you find your podcasts. What else do you need to know? The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.